Happy Wednesday and welcome into the Better Baseball MLB DFS podcast. I am your host, James Grande, joined by the one and only Colby Conway, a.k.a. the Brandon Marsh Whisperer. Colby, uh, tell the fans at home how the hell you knew that Brandon Marsh was going to go yard twice because not only did you mention him on the podcast at uh, 9 o'clock in the morning, which was actually recorded the night before, not only did you double down on the live stream at 5 p.m. Eastern, that we will be back again Wednesday night at 5 p.m. Eastern, Colby and I, uh, you double down. We then put him in our lineup. Uh, that we built on at the end of the show. And then Brandon Marsh says, you know what? I'm going to reward you guys not with just one home run, but two home runs from Brandon Marsh himself. Yep. Lefties against James and Tyon. It's yep. go, go look at, go look at Tyon starting the hits that he allowed many extra base hits to lefties fortunate for the two home runs for Marsh. And it's one of those things where when the slate giveth, the slate will taketh. We get two home runs for Marsh, and then we get a hit list with two grounded double plays for Fernando Tati. So it's, like I said, the slate will give and the slate will take. Slate will give and slate will take um, for sure. And we have another slate here on Wednesday, 13 games to break down. Um, Nothing official on the weather front, obviously, because we're recording the night before. Um, But I just opened up all our Vegas betting odds. Let's just dive right into it. Is there anything of note? Um, that you're taking a look at, Colby. Um, I have the money lines up. Dane Dunning and the Texas Rangers, biggest favor on the board, uh, minus 220 or minus 200 at open. Uh, that looks to be like the only significant uh, money line favorite. Uh, anything on the over under side? To me, the where I'm seeing it now at nine and a half for Cincy Baltimore. Seems a little bit low in a game where Luke Weaver is going to start for Cincinnati most likely, and then Kyle Gibson and his 5.54 ERA over his last five starts. I don't know. Seems a little low to me. If if the Milwaukee Mets game is going to stay at eight and a half, yep, that could be an under because one of those starters is going to dominate. Although, as I say that, I do like some of the New York Mets bats, so I do want them to yep. put up some runs. But that should be what's the Mets should be favored in that one, right? What do you have on the yeah. line? Uh, the line on that is minus 145 to like minus 150 everywhere I'm looking. Not too bad. That that might move a little bit, but love love the Mets in that one. Texas gets a lefty, so over is probably going to be in play <laughs> for them, especially on the, on the, the team total side of things. And then looking beyond that, Man, Yankees, Oakland, Domingo, Herman, JP Sears, and over under of eight. Yeah. Whoa. We'll what a s- wow. 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 Well, we'll get into one of those pitchers during the pitcher breakdown, um, at least for me. And one of them, we might get into maybe something we target uh, and maybe not the, the side you expect for either of those names. Um, so why don't we just hop into the pitchers? We don't have a total in cores um, just yet. At current recording, so that's obviously going to be double digits. Um, we got Michael Grove, expected bulk reliever for the Dodgers, and we have Kyle Freeland pitching. So uh, I expect fireworks in that one. Uh, but let's get into um, the pitching breakdown here, Colby. Who are your top arms of the day? For the once, or maybe for once in the past couple of days that you and I have been doing this, the highest-priced pitcher isn't exactly the most enticing. Agreed. To me, you know, we talked about Taj Bradley a little bit that he kind of had some upside, but 
I don't know if I want to go at Arizona in that first inning. Corbin no. Carroll homer, and if I'm not mistaken, Christian Walker came yep. right back and sent one flying, yep. rose deep. So, man, I don't know about Eflin. When, you know, we talked about it recently, Kevin Gossman at home, very, very dominant. When Kodai Sanga's at home, yep. it's nasty. 2-5-2 ERA, strikeout rate north of 30%. His bear with me. His walk rate is only twelve point four percent at home, which is good compared to his mark on the road. But despite the walk rate, if you're going to walk twelve percent of the batters you face and have a one point oh nine WHIP across those starts, to yeah, walk twelve percent of batters with a one point oh nine WHIP, absolutely insane. And Milwaukee has the fourth highest strikeout rate versus right-hand pitching in the month of June, and they're just. They're not good. I'm sorry, fourth highest strikeout rate overall against right hand pitchers in the month of June, even worse, up at 27%. So, if it's whenever Senga's at home, the big thing is can he control the walks? If he holds the walks in check, we are money at this price point. Yeah. And looking at it, Milwaukee, Milwaukee's about a, league average. Yeah. 9% walk rate against right hand pitching is fine, but you are right. They strike out a lot. And that, that offense has not been was not, is not humming like it did earlier in the year. So um, I definitely like Kode Sanga. He's probably my top arm, at least in, I like him in cash games in this spot, especially at home. I'll give um, some love to Blake Snell. I know the pirates have some good guys in terms of hitting lefties, Rodolfo Castro, Connor Joe, like two guys that I've historically played against left-handed pitching. Not this one, not this left-handed pitcher. Cause Blake Snell Again, in the midst of probably, I mean, this looks better than numbers he had during his Cy Young season. We're talking about one earned run over his last five starts, two over his last six starts. We're coming up back to back to back double digit strikeout games. Blake Snell, a guy who's not used to getting deep into games, has now completed six innings or more in five straight starts. Like, we're literally getting the best version of Blake Snell maybe we've ever got. And, and I'm not just trying to disrespect his Cy Young season because I understand he won the award. But, like, one earned over five starts is insane. Uh, he must have picked something up from Michael Waka because uh, that looked like a Michael Waka stat line from earlier this year for San Diego. Um, so I'll go there. I'm still a Austin Nola or Aaron Nola believer. Not Austin Nola. Not Austin Nola. Aaron Nola believer. Um, I know the strikeouts were down to start the year, but I mean, if you ever go back and look at the schedule, it was brutal uh, to start the year, especially against teams that just don't strike out. And they started to tick back up five or more strikeouts and seven consecutive starts and six innings against Atlanta is a really good jumping like a springboard into something. And the Cubs have been dreadful in terms of strikeout rate um, over the past pretty long stretch of time and now it's a 23 and a half percent strikeout rate against righties on the year so um Sanga, Nola and um Blake Snell would be the three guys I like at the top and I wanted to ask you about a name in the mid-tier here uh coming off arguably his best start of his career and Braxton Garrett dude has been special um the only and I literally mean the only downside to Braxton Garrett has been the pitch count. But 88 and 90, his last two games is the most he's thrown all year long. Um, number one and number two amount of pitches. What do you make of Garrett here, $8,700 against Boston? Because when you think about Boston, 
it's a very left-handed dominant lineup and Garrett has not allowed lefties to do much of anything this year. Yeah. When you look at the numbers, I mean, Boston profiles as an above average offense against lefties, like they don't strike out a ton in terms of their WRC plus they're over a hundred. If I'm not mistaken, Garrett's a road dog. He's not a guy that likes pitching at home this year. I think he's a, excuse me. I think he's a guy that's on the road. 2.18 ERA on the road this year, one, one whip. And obviously he's got big time strikeouts. I don't know. At first look, I don't know if I can get behind him like in cash games. Right. I think the upside's there. I think he's more of a of a GPP guy because I mean, if you look at some of his starts, the floor is obviously quite low. And yes. this, but we did just see. I know it's not a lefty, but you know, Sandy was back to his old Sandy ways and was pretty good against Boston. So it's it's intriguing. I just Boston's just a weird offense to go at. They I are. just. I never I, I have no pulse for that offense whatsoever. Yeah, it is it is hard to figure out. We do know that they'll lead off Rob Refsnyder here. And I no no disrespect to Rob Refsnyder. Um he has hit lefties well for a couple years now. So, you know, kudos to him. It is just interesting. Like every time I'm like, man, I want to attack a lineup with Rob Refsnyder at the top. And then you look and it's like, oh, another three hundred year for Refsnyder against right handed. Uh, against left-handed pitching. Um, anyone else at the top of this tier or in between Garrett and Senga um, that you want to mention, or do you want to just dip down into the value tier? Uh, I'll dip down to the value tier just below Garrett. I really like Logan Allen. Logan Allen. Gavin Williams looked good against Kansas City, and when you yep. look at Kansas City, sixth highest strikeout rate versus Southpaws in June with a 69 WRC+. plus. That's it. This mm-hmm. offense is anemic. Now with Allen, when you look, the pitch count isn't necessarily high. So the question is, he's got to be effective and he's got to be right. efficient. But I mean, this offense, you have you have to pick at him. You just have to. Yep. And, I mean, if, if Allen's going to get the strikeouts, five innings, six to seven strikeouts, and a win at this price, I mean, it's, it's something we have to consider. I think what we really need to consider is where did the T go? It was Logan T. Allen for the last, did we, I mean, this is like Nate to Nathaniel Lowe, you know, it just happened one day and we we're forced to call him Nathaniel. Like just, I'm just throwing it out there. Um, I think that's a, maybe as much of a mystery as like why he can't throw strikes at times. Um, that's, that's my one worry. We just need to gain a little more control because as you see in his last two starts, if he starts walking people, they have, the Guardians have not been afraid to get him out pretty early. I mean, 77 pitches in the San Diego start, old, just four innings, and he only allowed two hits in that game, but eight walks and strikeouts, obviously just leading to elevated pitch counts. I would just like to see a little more. And I, I love Logan T. Allen, um, or now Logan Allen. I guess he dropped the T, you know, but yeah. um, has the 10 strikeout performance already this year. So I'm with you. Um, I can get behind some Logan Allen. Um, only other person I'd mentioned, and I kind of teased it earlier, is JP Sears, who ex-Yankee farmhand, um, was in the Frankie Montas deal, which, you know, he, not the headliner, but he was a piece and was pitching well for the Yankees prior to that trade. Kind of pitching well for Oakland right now. We're getting back-to-back starts of seven innings. He has 15 strikeouts over his last two starts. And then you start looking at the... Fantasy output for J.P. Sears, he's $7,100. You get arguably the worst offense in baseball right now. 
He's had 16 or more fantasy points in four straight starts. He's had essentially 16 fantasy points or more in eight of his last 10 starts overall. He's $7,100. And, you know, I'm not at all going to ever suggest revenge is a thing in baseball because baseball is hard enough to just hit somebody, just hit in general. Like, you, revenge doesn't matter to me at all. But, you know, I, I can't imagine there's not a little extra juice for a team that traded you, you know? So um, I like JP Sierra 7,100. I, I like the player before the trade. And obviously I wish we had him instead of Frankie Montas right now. And when you look too with these two lefties that we just talked about, like looking at the lefties or their numbers against lefties in June, when I'm looking at it over here, Kansas city has a much bigger sample size in the month of June against lefties, but Kansas city, 27% strike. All right. Yankees are at 27%. Kansas City is at a 5.9% walk rate. Yankees are at a 4.5%. <laughs> you can make a very real argument looking at these numbers. Yes, the Yankees WRC plus maybe 81 compared to Kansas City 69. But everything else in the month of June against lefties, Kansas City has a higher average OBP. And uh, what's the other one? There's another stat here that they have. Oh, Whatever it is. There, yes. you can, uh, something like that. But you can make a case. <laughs> That the Kansas City offense in the month of June, again, small sample, against lefties is better than the Yankees. And this Yankees offense is not one that we should fear whatsoever. Right. And honestly, you could make a case you could play pair because there wasn't, you know, there wasn't the Shohei Otani per se on this. And I and I believe that we're going to spend up on one of these guys. Um, but like, you know, if you're playing multiple lineups, if you want to get Coors Field into your lineups here, not the worst approach going Logan T. Allen and J.P. Sears and then kind of you know moving on from there speaking of moving on uh let's do that colby unless you have any other names on the mound uh just ones i want to attack that's about it okay um well let's do let's talk about the ones you want to attack with um some infielders and we'll do our uh dfs breakdown of uh, our top infielders who do you got uh your list actually looks uh quite similar to my list as well um you and i in lockstep here uh for the podcast uh the Wednesday morning podcast. And that has to be good, right? I would, I would hope so. I would hope so. It's <laughs> all we can ask for. That's <laughs> all we can ask for. Big names, obviously. Ellie De La Cruz, Pete Alonzo, Francisco Lindor, talking about two Mets guys we like. Lefties on the mound against Texas. So Josh Young is always going to be in play in my eyes. But I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Jordan Westberg has been very good against the lefties that he's faced. But when you go to his minor league numbers, 17 of his 18 home runs have come against or came against right-handed pitching. Okay. He also hit him at a 313 clip. Now he gets to face Luke Weaver, who served up a 333 average in 411 Woba, two right-handed hitters. Now, we don't get Westberg at short. We got to play him at second. He's not minimum price anymore, but 2,900 in this matchup. If we're not going to get the free square, He's about as close to it. It's like we know the, what the first, what you know, in bingo and the little ball comes out a little, and it comes out. We know what the first one is, okay? Right. It's good. It's Jordan Westbrook. This is great spot, great spot for him. So those are some of the the bigger name infielders and kind of the one main value guy I'm really looking at. Yeah, um, love that uh, because Westbrook has been once again good. I mean, we don't know the official result of his um, output as we record here. The Orioles game is in a delay. Um, so, you know, he could come up to the plate again, but um, had another solid night at min price uh, right before the delay. He walked. So he has two for two with a walk again. So another like really solid outing for Jordan, uh, Jordan Westberg. 
Um, still too cheap. And we know second base is a weak position. And that's a lot of, I think, the elite infielders are kind of shortstop eligible on this slate. Wander Franco um, gets Zach Davies, and Zach Davies has been awful against right uh, left-handed bats this year. Ellie De La Cruz, obviously, we don't really need to touch on the upside that that kid has because it's endless. Uh, we just saw it the other night with the cycle. Um, but we do like the Mets. Uh, I think you and I were pretty much in lockstep there. Uh, Wade Miley had some really bad peripheral stats earlier in the year when he got off to that really, really good start. And then he started to come back to earth. And, you know, the numbers have kind of once again evened out for him a little bit. Um, but the peripheral stats are still really bad. Uh, Lindor has been really just his whole career has been built off hitting left-handed pitching this year. No different eight home runs, 371 Woba against lefties. So I love Lindor and honestly, Pete Alonso back in the lineup. I'm going to go to him against lefty too. Uh, 364 Woba seven home runs against Southpaws as well. So I like the Mets guys here in Lindor and Alonso. Um, if we're talking value, I like Alec Bohm against lefties. Alec Bohm has been somebody that I've targeted quite a bit against left-handed pitching. Um, as I look for Alec Bohm, first and third eligible. Been pretty good lately. Um, not a guy with like a ton of power, but um, does hit lefties at a at a pretty solid clip. Any anything else for the in uh, for the infield that you got, Colby? Yeah, behind the dish, Yanir Diaz finally gets a righty. So yep. that's a number. That's something we got to look at. Um, if you don't play Aaron Nola, okay, can we trust Christopher Morel? I mean, Christopher Morel a problem, but he's better against righties. Yeah, there's a couple hits of late. It the strikeouts have been pretty good for him, I and that's just, saying one per game. Price. I hate the price. Forty-seven yeah. is a bit rich. Now, if the wind's blowing out. You can maybe sell me a bit on more, but he's kind of a name that I'm kind of going to keep an eye on leading up to the like lineups and see what the weather's like in Chicago okay. for this one. Because if that wind's blowing out, I just might be tempted enough to lock well, him in there at 4,700. See if they're usually so. I feel like there's usually a good indicator uh, for Vegas when the wind is blowing in versus out. And this game has a seven implied run total. So seven and a half implied run total, excuse me. I feel like anytime that is the case, it's going to be wind blowing in. Mm -hmm. um, and I know Nola's on the mound for Philly and that he's getting some respect, but it's like basically even on the money line. So um, Drew Smiley getting some respect there too. I I would expect there to be when when uh, our good friend Kevin Roth over at Roto Grinders releases his uh, his weather report in the morning. I expected to say something along the lines of like bad weather or wind blowing in. If we're going to see a seven and a half implied total. Yep. Um, that's probably fair. And last one there, Spencer steer been okay. much, much, much better against righty. So like him, any part of the Cincy stack, or if you're just gonna stack that whole game, cause I think that game's going way past that, that uh, nine and a half over under where it was currently sitting. So Spencer steer is a guy to look at too. I mean, look at that. Was that last 10 games four yeah, forty something? Yeah, last 10 with the 442 OBP, the 629 slug, over 1,000 OPS. Yeah, he's been a monster. We'll take that. Spencer Steer with a little uh, sneaky speed, too. Mm -hmm. um, Spencer Steer running like a deer. Uh, nah, that's, ooh, that was a bad one. Rhyme time. No, no, that was a bad one. That was a bad one. That was a bad one. We're, gonna, we're just going to cut that 
cut that and, and move on to the outfield here. No, no um, don't cut that. Clip that. Oh, we got it. Please don't cut. Please don't clip that. Um, let's head on to the outfield where, again, like, I mean, just Shohei, 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 Shohei. I, I don't know what else to say. The guy is just homered again on uh, Tuesday. Might homer again by the end of this podcast. I don't know. You know, would it be would it be surprising? I told you I think he's the best player of all time. Um, is he the top outfielder just with a bullet every every slate at this point? Has to. It's a good matchup too with uh, facing obviously going up against Chicago again. But Giolito's had his issues a little bit. You know, lefties have gotten to him a little bit. Otani's got. I, again, for the BVP people out there, I have to do it for the people. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I Sometimes I don't want to, but sometimes we have to. But Giolito, 4.64 ERA on the road, and Otani, 7 for 23 with three homers in his career against Giolito. Yeah, and the lefties are the lefties are what's giving Giolito the issues too. So um, I think, again, I, I think it's almost unfair to like him to not call him the best play every slate, except when they score 25 runs and he goes one for seven, but we could just not talk about that. Um, yeah. Let's boy, not. oh boy. I didn't play DFS that day because I was at a wedding, but like, oh, I'd be so mad. <laughs> I'd be so mad if I had Otani in my lineup. Um, what other top spends are you looking at, Colby, here in the outfield? Yeah, Randy Rosarina. I like the Tampa Bay offense in this one. Uh, that's that's going to be a stack that we're definitely looking at. And there's some yep. value options. Leody Tavares against a lefty. Always love him at the bottom of the Texas lineup. If you like lefties against Giolito, do we dare go Mickey Moniak? He's crushing right-handers. Yep. And he's hot again. That's the big yep. thing. So, you know, if we're going to see him at the top of the order, take that. And if you don't go J.P. Sears, Harrison Bader hasn't been bad against lefties this season. I just – I don't know if I can just willingly take – a, a Yankee bat at this point. It's just, it's so bad, James. It's so bad. It's so bad. Um, I can't, I can't say I blame you. Um, if you did want to play anyone, Bader's fine, but everyone else is hitting actually sub 100 in the month of June. Like it's, I don't even, I, I think the, uh, I think it's the only best, a little bit above us. That's literally a little above us. I think the best Anthony Rizzo was hitting 260 a few days ago and he was, like 50 points better than every other player in the lineup, um, which is, and now it's like Billy McKinney. I mean, when you're relying, relying on Billy McKinney, I mean, you know, you have severe issues uh, with your roster. Um, I mean, the, the Yankees could only dream running out Brandon Drury and Mike Moustakis <laughs> in the three and four spots at this point. They could only dream. Dude, really though? Like really? That's how sad it is. Like that is, look at my, look how my tired eyes are, how wide they are because it's like, I can't, I don't even want to talk about it. Um, I, I like Mookie Betts, obviously JD Martinez homered on Tuesday, like both guys against Kyle Freeland. Although Kyle Freeland has been very respectable at home throughout his career. Um, I don't know why that would be the case, but it is. Um, Mookie Betts has been good against left-handed pitching this year, very up and down season. Like he's going to obviously end 30 home runs, 15 stolen bases, have another like Mookie Betts year, but 258 average, I feel like leaves a lot to be desired for Mookie. So um, it's been a lot of all or nothing for Betts. At least a couple stolen bases of late has been nice. I would love to play Adolis Garcia here because Joey Wentz is a gas can, but 
He has been really good against righties. Um, the numbers have come around a little bit against lefties. Not for Simeon, who's still like just complete reverse splits guy. Um, but Adolis is fine if you're playing a Texas stack. I like that. Um, I like both Tampa Bay uh, outfielders not named Randy Rosarena. I, I like Randy Rosarena too, but I do like the lefties here quite a bit. Josh Lowe, 4,500. I know he struggled um, lately, but he has done all of his damage against righties. Like every bit of the damage that he's done has come against right-handed pitching. Um, I'm going to pull up, let's see, we got Davies on the mound. Lefties against Zach Davies this year. 337 average, 890 OPS, 388 Woba allowed. Um, Josh Lowe, 10 of his 11 home runs have come against righties. 292 average, 360 Woba. And you could say the same thing for Luke Rayleigh. 10 of his home runs have come against right-handed pitching. 280 average, 397 Woba. So uh, Rayleigh and Josh Lowe, and you could play Rayleigh at first base if you wanted to, but um, I love both guys. Rayleigh obviously strikes out a bunch, and you know you deal with that, but uh, Davies has no shot in this spot, and, and that's good because he's a uh, bad person. So um, I like targeting Tampa Bay here. Uh, for value, Tommy Pham, just to stick with the Mets theme, he's been arguably one of their better players lately. Um now, there hasn't been a lot of good for the Mets this year, or at least lately, uh, with Tommy Pham. I mean, most of these numbers have come recently, right? He went in that stretch where he hit a bunch of home runs, uh, had a bunch of hits in a row. Tommy Pham's always been historically good against left-handed pitching, too. So. Yep. If you're going to run a Baltimore stack out, too, Ryan O'Hearn, very good yeah. against righties. Take a look at him. So, I mean, a good lefty bat, very, very good against right-hander. So again, if, if you're looking to go at this game, like I think I'm going to, um, it's hard to ignore Ryan O'Hearn. And that's a very, very affordable price tag for his prowess against right-handed pitching this season. Yeah, dude, he's free. He's just straight up free. You know who else is free? Um, their, their best player, Aaron Hicks, who the Yankees once had. You know what's funny? Aaron Hicks would have the bet 235. That'd be like the second best batting average on the team right now if the Yankees kept Aaron Hicks. Not that, I, no, not that anyone wanted to keep Aaron Hicks. He was... Right, he long a long over well uh, overstayed his welcome, but like um, happy for him, good for him that yeah, he's doing sure. what he's ever he's doing. But you could probably like we didn't talk Sedmol. You could play Sedmol back being back probably leads off now that there's not a lefty. Play Santander. I know he's better from the right side of the plate, but he's the dude who just like magically ends up with 35 home runs at the year when the year ends, and you're like, oh, that dude mashes but like nobody knows who he is austin hayes has hit righties like you could probably play a baltimore stack and really just be very profitable on uh mm -hmm. on uh and i hope i didn't steal your oh i did uh as we go and I, as like i said i'm stealing your conway's cornerstones here because as we transition into our uh our picks here as we are running out of time um why don't you just run through our uh top stacks and all that good all your cornerstones here yeah, it will be nice and chalky and quick. Home run call, Shohei Otani, no doubt about that. Love Baltimore, love stacking Baltimore, love stacking that whole game. So Baltimore and Cincinnati are both going to be in play. Contrarian stack is the Rockies. Michael Grove's going to be the bulk guy. He stinks. Uh, look at some of those bats there. Looking at you, Nolan Jones. Let's pick things up a little bit. Star of the night, Kodai Senga, potential double-digit Ks. And value play of the night, Jordan Westberg. Yeah, and I'll go home run call 
Francisco Lindor, top stack with the Mets. Contrarian stack is going to be Tampa Bay. Start of the night, just doubling down on Lindor and value play of the night, Tommy Pham. Colby, before we get out of here, let's just quickly build a lineup. Uh, Kode Senga? Yep. And what do we want to do with value? Logan T? Or do you um, want to go JP Sears? I'm good with Sears. Okay, let's go JP Sears. Um, you mentioned a catcher. Yanier. Uh, Yanier Diaz. I'm yep. definitely down with Yanier Diaz. Uh, first base. What are we thinking here? Um, is Otani a first base on here? Or he is, is he only a, outfield. He is a first base. Uh, we can go Otani at first. Westberg at second for sure. We're gonna play Westberg. Yeah, there. I would throw Lindor at short. Lindor at short. Spell good price too. I love that price. Josh Jung at third. Yep. Forty seven hundred dollars. Leodi in the outfield probably yeah. cheap. Thirty three hundred dollars. What other Baltimore outfielder do you want to put? O'Hearn? Yeah, we can go O'Hearn. You mentioned, you mentioned O'Hearn. I think that's I a did. great play. Um, and then we have $4,400. You probably just play. Uh... You want, I mean, you talked, oh, we don't have enough for Josh Lowe. Want to do Rayleigh? Rayleigh, 4400 Yeah, 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 I like Rayleigh. Or do you want to go Nolan Jones? Uh, ooh. Go Nolan Jones for now. All right, so the, for the listeners at home, Kode Sanga, J.P. Sears, Yanir Diaz, Shohei Otani, Westberg, Jung, Lindor, Tavares, O'Hearn, Nolan Jones. That's the lineup. Colby and I will be back with you at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with the live stream. Uh, please like and subscribe on our YouTube channels. We'll catch you guys later.